So hello, welcome back to the What's Fashion Technology podcast. If you're new to this podcast, this is your number one destination to learn about the new innovations affecting the fashion industry with technology and also discussing how we can actually navigate this technology in our world today. So on this podcast, I've been fortunate enough to interview some amazing footwear designers who are pushing the barriers of footwear design with innovative concepts like 3D printing or AI. However, this week I spoke to the couple who's actually creating the next generation of talent for the footwear industry and empowering the industry with the best footwear creatives through their footwear design and talent agency, Laceless Design. So Dan and Ruth created Laceless as a passion project when working for one of the industry's leading footwear retailers. And now they've built Laceless up to where they actually do it full time. And they're using their network and expertise to create an elite pool of next generation talent for footwear design. So if you want to hear the expert tips and insights on how to actually make it in footwear in 2023, then this is definitely the episode for you. But on top of this, Ruth and Dan also share their personal stories in footwear and also their predictions on where the industry is going. So I think this is a really great episode. It was so nice to chat to Dan and Ruth. I think they bring so much value and I can't wait to tell what you think. So enjoy. My name's Ruth background is in recruitment so I started with a sports company in Germany Um, I began as an intern and it was such a great experience for me I got to work on um, all different types of product Um, my main focus was recruiting for roles and product creation Um, and so that gave me a really great understanding of the of the recruitment process and also the creation process and I also got to work on roles um, of all different levels as well right from intern all the way up to high level position so it was just such a great oversight for me and understanding and introduction into the recruitment industry and since then I've had two children so I had some time off and I've stayed working in part-time in some recruitment roles as well and now I'll let Dan introduce himself and about what Laceless is but I'm now the head of Laceless Talent um, and we focus specifically on recruitment in the footwear industry. To perhaps add to that uh, Ruth is uh, my wife it's a bit of a husband and, and wife relationship and business partner, which is going great so far. Um, and yes, I've been in the industry for 12 years um, and started out with, with one of the major brands, but the job being hosted out in, in Asia and China. My my remit was was within the innovation team, just go and create uh, and conceptualize ideas, make prototypes. So I would either get given briefs or create my own briefs and just be told to go and innovate. Uh, and then present those projects back to the headquarters. So I uh, did that for a couple of years and then had the opportunity to to move to uh, the headquarters in Germany and uh, worked across various functions in product development, footwear innovation, uh, and, and was just leading teams in, in creating for a bunch of different sports from all, all the major sports, I would say, except for outdoor, uh, I've covered at some point in my, in my time. An opportunity came to, to come back to the UK with a brand called Six Silk, who wanted to bring footwear in-house and start a footwear business. That was a great opportunity to to really handle the end-to-end uh, of, of product creation, hire a team, establish the range, speak to big accounts, uh, work with big uh, partners like Messi and understand what, what makes a footwear business tick uh, beyond just what makes uh, you know a great product. Um, all, the, all the while, uh, I'd been running an Instagram account as a passion project, really, uh, as a developer, you uh, see a lot of great ideas come across your desk. And a friend of mine and myself, we thought that was a shame that not many of them make it. 
Um, so we started posting great ideas on Instagram from within the footwear community at that time. And that just grew uh, really with people commu uh, communicating with each other, encouraging each other, uh, created this open dialogue and uh, friendships really within uh, the, the footwear Instagram community. So with that, we we then went on and started creating competitions for that community. And then middle of last year, we looked at what we had and what we had was an incredible talent pool of some of the best industry creatives. Uh, so we thought, how can we, how can we utilize that? How can we give opportunities and extend that service? And Ruth being from a recruitment side observed that, that, that this talent pool was incredible and we could, we could start connecting these, these talents to brands. So that's what we start, started doing. And that's been the mission since, um, middle of the last year. That's amazing. I feel like both of you have had such a really impressive career path. And I think it's also really cool that you're both a couple and now doing this together and like the, how the footwear industry has brought you together. That's like really couple goals. I love it. I love how you've also kind of come across um, like it laceless happened naturally like you found yourself with this existing community and then thought okay what can we do with this rather than thinking of the idea and then trying to create a community around that I think everyone's speaking about community right now but I think building an authentic community is really the key for so many different brands and it feels like that's what you've done so that's like a really cool way to start it but obviously you're both immersed in the footwear industry and community and have been for many years but for those who aren't in it can you describe in your words what the community of footwear creatives is actually like and what it means to you well I mean I've been asked this question before and uh, I, I think a good example is somebody who's who you've had on the podcast before it's Lucas right Zulu Kuki and um, listen to his episode and He's a great example of one end of the spectrum of what the community is. You know, somebody that came from outside, he was he had an apparel business uh, and he just loved footwear and he loved technology and um, he engaged with the community, not really knowing too much about the, the specifics of, of product creation, but he was able to, to learn and grow and understand a lot in a short space of time uh, about what, what makes a, a footwear product create and, uh, great and, and create one himself. On the other end of the spectrum, we also have people like a friend of mine and somebody that you'll see more prominent within the community in, in the future or is, is, is Tom Rushbrook. He was 20 years senior design director uh, within Nike, Puma and some of the other big players. And, and he's engaging with the community on a more mentorship and guidance level and uh, interested in learning from these younger talents. And that those two ends of the spectrum that um, just showcase the diversity of who we've got in the community. And I think what what you talked about um, the community aspect of how this was really built out of passion. It's something that we get really excited about the fact that it's come together and birthed naturally, and it's people that just love footwear and are really excited and inspired by the things they see on the page. So it's never felt forced, and the things that we've built from this, and for example, laceless talent in the talent business it's almost naturally formed that we have this community of people who are really talented really inspired and passionate and from that we've been able to draw out um, a talent pool and be able to say to brands look we've got a group of people we've got this talent and um, how can we help to connect you um, and it's like you so nicely described it's just birthed so naturally um, and helped these different revenue streams to then form 
To answer your question a bit more specifically for the laceless community, what does that look like? Um, we're a global community, so we have 50,000 approximately followers on Instagram. So that's kind of a reach. Um, and that's spread across Europe, North America, Asia, from performance and fashion. We are 60% um, performance designers and 40% fashion. Um, and then in terms of how, how it's compiled, 20% is 18 to 24 year olds. So maybe graduates, 46% younger professionals, and then 22% senior talent. Um, and that ranges across all different elements of um, footwear creation. So performance, lifestyle design, color graphic and materials. And then more recently, we're seeing as well more um, footwear developers, product development and product engineering roles as well. So um, mm. it, it, the community is growing and what's exciting is it's becoming more and more diverse as well. Yeah, it's great to hear that it's becoming more diverse because it always blows my mind how many people are interested in footwear. And like you said, across so many different avenues of it as well, performance, um, fashion, all these things. But I feel like... So many people would dream of being a footwear designer, but actually securing a footwear design role at a major brand, there's only a handful of these roles actually available. And a lot of people don't have the opportunity to kind of get the right education path to do this. So I assume that when you're uncovering talent with Laceless, you kind of are looking across everyone trying to uncover hidden gems in a sense why is it so important to find a diverse range of talent for footwear design uh, yes so how we tackle it is something that we get asked a lot and we come across a lot um, because like we said this is first and foremost before it's a place for people to find jobs it's a passion and it's people who love footwear so a lot of the people that are part of that community don't even have a footwear background but they're there because they find it really cool they're really interested in it and in the future they hope to move into footwear um, so we get a lot of people reaching out to us and saying, this is my portfolio, this is my background, but I would love to make a move into footwear. Um, and how can I do that? Or, or maybe advice on a portfolio. There's nothing footwear in here, but here's some things that I'm interested in or that I've, I've tried out before. Um, and how can I get more tangible experience to move into the footwear industry? Um, so the advice that we quite often give is to already begin applying for junior level roles. So a lot of people feel like maybe I don't have experience in footwear. My background's maybe not there, so I'm not qualified to apply for these positions or maybe I'm not going to get noticed by recruiters because I don't have a footwear background. Don't be scared to apply for, um, you know, if you're just moving into the industry or if you're wanting to make a move into the footwear industry when people are looking at talent they're not always looking especially for junior level roles that you have this abundance of experience in footwear and they're interested just to see um what, what you have done so far even if they like the look of your work even if you've got less experience you've still got a chance to be considered um also application rounds quite often you'll be asked to do a case study so you then have the opportunity to show what you can what you can do and even if you aren't selected for that role that's then something tangible that you can add to your portfolio for future roles um, another thing we say to gain experience if you don't have it already or if you're still looking to gain more is self-initiated projects um, that you're passionate about because that just that shows that you're taking steps forward to gain more experience and that you're able to still look for opportunities to put pen to paper or create something tangible that you can showcase your work and to continue looking for opportunities to gain more experience. So that could be freelance projects 
Um, you could be looking for ways to get experience, even if it's not paid, even if it's voluntary, just to look for ways to add things to your portfolio or to have ways to showcase what you can do. Um, but all these things also just show your passion as well, show that you're willing to go over and above what you're already doing. You're not waiting for an opportunity to arrive, but you're actively taking steps to create opportunities for yourself and find ways to showcase your work. Yeah, you also mentioned um, about why is it so important to find new talent and I mean I can speak from a, a product perspective and being 12 years in the industry it's hugely different now than it was 12 years ago you know so 12 years ago you'd, you'd have your kind of one industrial designer that kind of could do it all um but now the industry is so fragmented tools are changing uh you know AI is changing the game 3D design is changing the game people are getting really diverse in their skill sets so it's absolutely crucial that talent evolves too and talent builds business so I guess that's why it's so important is that the, the, the industry's moving fast. Um, and it's not to say that old skill sets are, are no longer relevant. They absolutely are relevant. However, it's just becoming more fragmented in terms of what you need to succeed. That's a really good insight as well. And I think it's so true of how much the industry's changing, especially right now, like you said, with AI. And undoubtedly, that's going to change what brands are looking for when they're hiring designers. But if someone, for example, has no design experience, they haven't studied it in school, what advice would you give them as a first step? What's the first thing they can do just to kind of start their path to getting where they need to be to even be in a position to design the roles? What would be the number one way to start? I'd say the easiest low-hanging fruit is to increase your network. Uh, like You'd be surprised how friendly this industry is and how a more experienced designer that's maybe already in the industry will want to help you out or critique a portfolio or give you some advice or give you some connections. So the first thing that you can do as a, as a young designer, if you, if you know nothing and you haven't managed to secure an internship, is to just increase your network. You can do that loads of ways. I mean, Ruth mentioned competitions. Competitions is great for exposure. That's why we do them in, on Laceless. But also um, outside of that, I mean, you can just offer to collaborate. What we've seen some of the greatest, great, great people that's come through the industry over the last few years is that they offer to collaborate with other creatives in the community. So they just reach out to them and say, oh, I do 3D rendering. I'd love to create a 3D render of your design. And then like they just build this network and this community and uh, together they get stronger, they get a bigger presence. And um, So I think that's, that's huge. Network is huge in this industry. And if you can start building yours and authentically learn from others, and then I think it's, uh, it puts you on the right track as a first step, at least. One of the biggest things that people reach out to us and say, we've got no experience. Can you please help us? Um, it's such a big focus for us right now is how can we offer more tangible ways through the community to do that? So we have ideas that we're hoping to implement that will give more, more concrete ways that for someone coming completely new into the industry, even if that's like physical meetups where we can work together on a project and just let people be a part of that so they can understand the process a bit better and um, have some hands-on experience and mentorship as well so that we can um, take some time to look through someone's portfolio, give some solid and practical tips on things they can be doing to gain experience. So it's definitely a big focus area for us and hopefully in the next few months we'll have some more um, opportunities for people to gain experience. Yeah, this is such good advice, but just diving into both of your kind of personal stories as well. How did you both first enter the footwear industry? My, my story is a bit interesting in that respect. I studied mechanical engineering, which a lot of people don't associate with, with footwear. 
Uh, and uh, in Scotland, the big industry outlet for, for that degree is oil and gas or is Formula One or something like that, you know. So um, that just wasn't for me. I mean, I studied it because my pals were doing it. I think that's the, the short of the answer as to why I did that course. And then through first year, you know, a bit of second year, I just decided it wasn't for me and I, and I knew that I wanted to be in sports. So I did a sports, uh, I applied for a sports uh, science degree I uh, got accepted into it. And meanwhile, I was speaking to the careers advisor. I'd been doing that for, for six months or, or e- even longer, uh, telling him about the fact that I'm going to leave. And then when I told him that I actually was going to leave, pulled out a, a shoe out of his bag. Uh, it was a running shoe uh, for one of the major brands. And uh, he said, uh, so my son, he works in, in this brand and he does uh, this, this and this and just described the job of a product developer. Uh, and it it's just one of those moments that you have and you realize that's exactly what I want to do. And uh, so from that point there, I was headstrong and, and pursuing that career because the, the career that I didn't even know existed. Uh, and um, he was able to give me some connections and then I was able to land an internship. So that's why, that's why I say, I think, you know, that, that initial connection, that, that building of the network is really important. For me, um, like I said, my background's recruitment. I actually studied psychology in university. Um, and in my final year, I did my fourth year dissertation on my project on um, psychology of runners. It was um, the module was sport and exercise psychology, but I did a project specifically focused on um, long distance running. Um, so it's always been a passion of mine, um, sports. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I was really fortunate to have an opportunity to start um, doing recruitment for a brand in Germany. And um, ever since then, I fell in love with it. It was such a great company culture. I really enjoyed, for me, I'm very process driven. So I really enjoyed just um, supporting hiring managers through the process and finding the right talent to fill their roles. And um, I've carried that with me throughout my career so far. But um, obviously, Dan's very, very immersed into footwear. um, And I've always been a bit of a sounding board for him on this whole journey with Laceless and building this community. So for a long time we talked about the idea of how we could branch out into talent and how we could really um, start creating more opportunities within the community to connect them to brands Um, so that became something very exciting that we could then work on together and build laceless talent to what it is today. I think that's really cool to hear both of your backgrounds a bit and it literally shows that you don't need this traditional path into footwear design and also with Dan what you said I think you were just when you said you were inspired by what you saw someone was doing I think that is why the footwear community is so big and why so many people want to be footwear designers because you see it um, and you see what people are able to create and the collaborations they're able to have with big brands and it is just so inspiring so I think it's it's cool that that was your journey as well and now you're obviously helping other people to do that with Laceless so it's a really interesting journey um so now to focus a bit more on what Laceless has been doing I want to ask what is your favorite project that you've done with Laceless um I think for me it'd be a competition that we did a couple of years ago with with Gravity Sketch partially because the timing of it was just so perfect so I mean with all the competitions we try and ask a kind of what if question a little bit like yourself we focus on technology and we focus on what's new and and different um and we we were curious as about what if design or what the whole design workflow could be done completely remote. Uh, and with that, in, in that time, Gravity Sketch was just coming coming out. It's a VR tool, sketching tool, for those, those that don't know it. Um, and uh, it had been on the market for a couple of years, but 
it was just getting some traction. Um, so we thought, why don't we use this tool and challenge uh, both the company and the designers to say, what if we did this entire workflow completely remote, like everything from creation, sketching to reviewing and selling it in. Um, and I think that was very, very cool because we started that competition on April 1st, 2020, which is the same day that everything went down to went into lockdown. So uh, at that same moment, that what if question became uh, what, what needs to be, right? So it came very, very relevant. Uh, so output of that was brilliant. We had like 300 designs coming in. I remember the, the, the review meetings of it, the, comp- the judging meetings of it. We had like 12 people in a room all like showing this VR, um, VR setup, this space that they had made and selling in the concept to a really high level of depth. Um, so it was super cool because it was a vision of the future and I love that. It's so funny because so many people I speak to and also just so many things I see that although obviously the pandemic was horrendous, it's funny how synchronistic it came with a lot of businesses. And like you said, it was just that time when having a completely remote workflow for design was absolutely needed when before no one would have ever have thought that that was something that was needed. So it's really interesting that all these things kind of came at the same time. And it's obviously great that you were already looking into it. You were talking about obviously gravity sketch, like designing in AR, things like this. Why do you think innovative technology in footwear design and footwear in general is so exciting and also important? Um, I think we're designing for a next generation. So there's, there's, there's definitely, I mean, if you look in the past, and uh, we've created a lot of products, not all of that, and not all of it that sticks. And it's a lot that goes onto landfill. So, I mean, I think being in the industry for a few years now, you you start to get recognition of what what the problem is, uh, but what can be done in the future. So, in terms of technology, I mean, I see technology as a vehicle to create more sustainable products, to create less overproduction, to create something that's more made for you, and both from a fit or performance point of view. And I think that's why for me it's exciting and, and, and very important I mean all these technologies are great but if they're not leading to to a concrete better future then um, they're, they're just iterative we want something that's a little bit more um, impactful and, and that's what a lot of these are pointing towards in my eyes yeah exactly it's not just about the novelty I think it's like it's funny because even when I first saw Gravity Sketch I I was like oh it's so cool but will people actually design this way but the more and more you see it like yeah this is actually how people are designing footwear and brands are designing footwear so it's actually yeah pushing it forward improving the process as well as it being like a cool way to do it so like you said having this impact is definitely what to look for with these new innovations but do you have obviously there's a lot of new technologies out there and they're always constantly will be when you're thinking of things like footwear but do you have something that you think's the most exciting innovation or something that you really think is gonna change the industry the most ah uh, grace which one to pick i don't know um i think i mean you had uh lucas on a couple of weeks ago he talked a lot about 3d printing uh, 3d printing can can drop lead times by about 80 percent that's huge um that's that's closer to market that's less overproduction and it's a growing industry it's growing like three times faster than the industry itself as, as a kind of sub-industry. So that's mega exciting. That will happen. How how much of footwear will be 3D printed, I think, is maybe the question rather than if it will be uh, 3D printed. Uh, AI is massive as well. Like it's, uh, you're seeing it 
uh, I'm starting to use ChatGPT now uh, as a kind of co-pilot to, to design workflows and uh, DALI for mood boarding and um, AI is changing the game and it will change the game for everybody and footwear is no different. Uh, it's becoming, I would say, it's becoming a co-pilot, not a replacement. I would uh, maybe emphasize that. Um, but ultimately, as I said, like, I mean, I know he's just asked for one here, but it's all pointing towards a more sustainable future. And that's an exciting uh, kind of innovation area uh, as well. Uh, you know, it's like you're, I'm a footwear mentor for Fashion for Good. Um, you were in Amsterdam, eh? so you, you'll know Fashion for Good. Um, footwear mentor for them and seeing all the young startups and next gen material startups coming up with crazy cool next generation materials is 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 dead exciting you know so we're seeing a meeting point of better processes better workflows but also better materials which gives me a lot of optimism and hope for a better future yeah i do know fashion for good and it's an amazing initiative it's amazing that you work with them as well and I think it really shows with everything you're saying why laceless is so important to kind of obviously you have this vision of pushing innovation for a more sustainable future within the footwear industry but then what's amazing is that you can actually curate the talent and then deliver that to brands that will propel this innovation more in a sense because another question I wanted to ask you was obviously major brands they can recruit for footwear designers on their own but then if you're obviously collecting the talent pool with these principles in mind that's a benefit for brands of course but in your words what is the biggest benefit for brands to use laceless to source talent um i think for us like we said this was birthed primarily of people who have a passion um but it's grown into a really big community so we're pretty confident that we have within our community and within our talent pool the best talent within the industry um, quite a big problem especially for big brands when they're recruiting is speed and um, people need to hire quickly um, or there's two things hire quickly and also have the best talent to fill their open roles and that's something that we feel very confident that for footwear specifically we can tick both of those boxes and um, because we have this talent pool we can fill roles quickly and um, quite often when a position comes we already five ten names quickly pop into mind of people that we know are available and know who would fit the role perfectly who have the background and experience that um they're looking for so that's what our usp a little bit is that we have um this pool of talent ready to access quite often people it's not just the skills but they're looking for brand fit they're looking for relevancy and culture and um someone who they know loves design has a passion for the industry so being that niche and specific to the footwear industry we have um that that pool of talent ready i think also just to add to that as well like we talked about that the workflow is changing it's changing for big brands too and finding the right talent to to suit that workflow is is challenging in in a very uh, fast paced moving time our main demographic 46 percent of our demographic of that 10 to 25 to 35 year old maybe a couple of years in the industry fairly fresh out of university then they're learning new things and they're trying new things and um, you know 50 percent of our talent pool is is uh 3d equipped um so it, it's a it's a very relevant uh talent pool for birthing and and, and changing the the future of how you create i want to ask you a hard question because i feel like like you said it's not just about having the 
a list of skills to make it in the industry you kind of have to have a niche or also just like a extreme passion for the industry or a specific brand but what would you say is like a number one skill that really would allow someone to stand out in the footwear design world um, i mean i know this has got some thoughts here but um to to uh to chip in with this one i would pre love it because i have these conversations all the time with designers and uh what should i be learning and um should i be no, I know that the, the skill to kind of name drop is 3D, but uh, should I be doing 3D? Should I be doing VR sketching? I think, to be honest, like, do what's you, you know, do you, because ultimately personality wins through. Uh, and in a, in a world that's more fragmented than ever in terms of design tools, the way to kind of stand out is to be really dialed on, on one particular skill set. And as the world becomes more digital, it's also the need for physical is, is higher than ever before too. So uh, if you're like somebody that loves to work with your hands and create prototypes uh, and and mock up that way, then lean into that. Like lean into what's you. Um, it would be my kind of uh, add to that. I know Ruth has got some thoughts. Yeah, a couple more thoughts of things that I maybe think are are overlooked a little bit, specifically for footwear design positions. Is um, quite often people are very excited to showcase their work and their passions and definitely like Dan's just highlighted it's highlighted it's very important that your personality shows through um, in your portfolio but also showing that you understand um, the consumer um, because you're when you're designing a uh, product you're designing uh, you're not designing for yourself and so um, when hiring managers or brands are looking for talent they're looking to be able to see that you can understand what the consumer is looking for and create something that the consumer needs. Um, and another thing is the ability to collaborate with others. Again, design is, is subjective and a lot of design is, is the person, again, their personality showing through, um, but what maybe often is overlooked that needs to be conveyed in an application or in a portfolio is your experience and ability to collaborate with other people as well because it is a team game and creating product is, is not just a single person um, it's a number of different functions coming together to create the product and so hiring managers are looking to see that you can collaborate. Sounds quite top line and generic but it's, it is really important is that like the skills that you have or the tools that you can use they're your vehicles to do your idea or do your design and communicate your design but what's really important is what that idea and what that design is right like what tool you use is, is somehow secondary to that so uh like something that i a quote i love is that uh you know an artist creates for an audience of one but a designer creates for an audience of many and so knowing your consumer is really really important and understanding your consumer is so critically important uh, and being able to translate those insights uh, into uh, a design that you can communicate I think is the most important skill for for a designer. What tool you use, what you can stand out with, is um, is all great, but it's still secondary, I would say. Yeah, that's really amazing advice. I think that distinction between artist and designer is so so relevant, and that commercial mindset. If you are wanting to be a mass market footwear designer, is something really to bear in mind. So I think that's really really amazing advice, but. As a closing question for you both, what do you think the future of footwear is? And also, what is your future vision for Laceless as well? Yeah, I mean, just into future of footwear, I think it's going to be more remote. Like 80% of talent, they want to work more remote if they had the opportunity to do so. It's going to be more freelance, which I think is interesting. 
Um, we know that 60% of non-freelancers would love to be freelance and companies will need to adapt. Uh, it'll be more in local production from both a sustainability and a lead time um, perspective. I think it's going to be more made for you. Um, in regards to like how we're adapting to that and what we want to position ourselves, Ruth, do you have some thoughts? Yeah, um, well, you asked as well, future vision for Laceless, which um, ties in very nicely. So from the talent side, we, we as, as far as we know at the moment, are the only people that are doing this specifically within the footwear industry. Um, and we just want to continue to grow in that. So for designers and footwear creatives, we want to become the place that people know if they're looking for opportunity or they're looking for their next move, that we would be the first place that they would come. And we hope that um, at the moment, our jobs board... Um, we keep it up to date as much as possible. It's curated to display um, any and all, hopefully, of the jobs that are available in the footwear industry at the moment. And we want to just continue to build that presence so that we become that place that people know to come to look for. Um, and also from a brand side, um, build that credibility and confidence that they know when they're looking for or, or they've got an open role within footwear, they're looking for the best talent that they know where to come to find it um, and the response we've had so far has been incredible, both from the brand side and the creative side of just saying that we're filling a need here, that this is something that they've, they've been looking for for a long time, um, that if they look for a job, they kind of don't know where to start. And so we hope that we can continue to um, grow in that space. And also, I touched on it before, the community side as well, um, is that we are, are very well aware, um, we see it every day of this space of people wanting to move into the industry or grow in the industry and not quite knowing where to find the tools and resources to do that so we are like I said looking for more and more ways and um, tangible ways to be able to support that so from a community side we have um, a lot of initiatives in the pipeline and things up and coming in the next few months that will hopefully tick more and more of those boxes yeah I'd say expect more expert interviews with people expect more mentorship uh, connection points more physical meetups will be opening up discussion forums and um, that's all the sort of things that we're looking into at the moment um, but uh, it's all a journey uh, and uh, we're very open about the journey uh, we're not there yet but we'll keep bashing on trying to make that connection more more manageable for designers and brands amazing I think it's so amazing what you both are doing and you're both your skill sets have come together in such a great way and you can see why it's having such a good impact on the footwear industry so I can't wait to see it evolve even more for you so it's really amazing so where can people join the Laceless community? Uh, so first and foremost Instagram is at the moment our biggest platform um, so that's obviously following there you'll be um, immersed in the community you'll see all the ups, updates um, and inspiration we do have a website as well and then also we more recently since the start of this year our main platform for laceless talent is our jobs board which you can um, find through instagram or through our website and one thing i would say is the to create a profile on our talent page and that allows you to join our talent pool so that if there is any open positions um they can highlight if they're interested in freelance work if they're open to be contacted by brands and that lets us know um if we can contact them for any roles that we think could be suited to them and that also allows them to join our mailing list where, where we send out regularly um, updates on new positions and hot jobs and um, they can sign up for job alerts there as well. 
Amazing. Well, thank you both so much. I really loved learning more about your story and it's so impressive what you're doing for the industry. So yeah, can't wait to watch your journey more and thank you so, so much. Thank <laughs> you.